0: Hello, catfish people. Welcome to the Peter Melhorn Fishing Podcast. Well, hello, catfish people. I hope everybody's having a good day today, whatever day it is that you happen to be listening. Uh, I think I am up to podcast... This will probably be number 22 or so. Uh, I surpassed the 20 mark, I think, uh, this week, and... Uh, kind of did it with no big fanfare um i'm i'm, I'm waiting till like i get good at this uh planning to actually change a th- few things up on the podcast uh just as far as some quality stuff and because uh, i like doing them i enjoy doing them and uh just gonna up the game a little bit here coming soon so we'll start keeping count then and start uh hitting a little bit harder with uh Maybe some promotion and seeing it some other places. I'm really just trying to learn how to play this game right now and uh, see what it takes to put them out and get them out uh, consistently and get out some content that works. The uh, one thing I know I need to do is have guests on here, and that's something that I'm going to work on this fall, Uh, and especially this winter, is uh, getting guests. I think guests are the... They're a big game changer in just the quality of the content and uh, as far as how interesting the content is. So i uh, going to start working on that. I've tried it with a few people so far, and it's worked really, really good. The guests I've had have been awesome. And uh, I just need to get up with some people, whether I do it remotely or uh, what I mean by that is doing it through Skype uh, or if I do it in person. And uh, there's some people around that I can meet up with and do it Tape some of these in person. I think there'll be some uh, be some great content, some great information, some great stories. That I think you folks will really, really like. So, uh, I'm actually taping this one uh, as with another one I just did. While I'm out in Las Vegas, I'm out here working for about a week, and uh, it's getting me away from my fishing, which is probably not a bad thing. We'll get to that in a minute, but. Uh, yeah, taping some out here in some downtime that I've got going on. And a good opportunity to sit down and knock some of these out. Trying to keep them. I was wanting to do two a week. It's just tough to do. Uh, so I'm going to try to get them to uh, one a week and uh, try to keep that uh, routine going. So uh, for all you guys that are new uh, to the uh, to the show, uh, go to my website, DieterMillhornFishing.com. And I've got links to everything else that I got on there. I got links to all my YouTube videos, uh, my fishing videos. I think I'm over 400 videos now. And uh, let's just put a benchmark on this. At the time of taping this, uh, I'm at about 16,000 subscribers. So still a small channel, but growing. And uh, I've also got links to the podcast on there. So I don't know how you came across the podcast and are listening, but there are links to the podcast on there. And also on my website, DieterMellhornFishing.com, there is links to the gear that I use. I get a lot of questions and private messages from people asking about the gear, what kind of equipment, where can they get it, that kind of thing. And uh, I uh, got links to all the stuff that I use, most of it anyway. Uh, Amazon affiliate links there in the gear section. So you can order the stuff or see what it is. Go find it locally in a store, however you want to do it. Uh, but it's all there on the website, theatermilhornfishing.com. So be sure to check that out. And uh, trying to expand that a little bit as we go. But uh, I'm still doing all this stuff, uh, all of the fishing world content, in addition to my real job, uh, doing what I do in the video production world. So, And that's what brings me out here to Nevada for this trip. And it's uh, so far, the podcast has been fun. It's been a. Uh, it's. It's a different platform than doing video. Obviously, there's no picture. Um, it gives you a little more free reign to talk without having to worry about um, covering things up with video and making it interesting. It's a different world, uh, and it's a different listener that listens to a podcast and watches the video. So um, try to keep this going. I enjoy it. Never thought I would. Um, but... You know, it's it's like a lot of the live feeds that I do. It's very similar in the fact that it's a lot of, uh, you know, just talking and keeping the view, uh, listener hopefully engaged and, uh, you know, keeping people interested in what's going on. I have to get over the thing of saying viewers, uh, people who are watching, you're listening to the podcast. And uh, that's a little small, subtle thing there that uh, the uh, verbiage is a little different here. The other thing that happens uh, this time of the year as we're taping this, which is in September, is that we're rolling into uh, or approaching fall. It's not fall yet. still summer. Still hot as blazes. uh, Still dry most places. And uh, hot as blazes and dry most places. That could be words to a song. I'll have to hook up with uh, Catfish Dave and see if we can – Put uh, put some music to that, but yeah, we're coming into fall. It's a little ways away. Hopefully, things are going to start cooling off this year. It's, it's remained extremely warm for a long period of time, but uh, with that will come two things uh, for most of us in the fishing world. One, excellent fishing as those water temperatures start to drop in the fall. Uh, it's a great, great, great time to be out on the water and be fishing. It's 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 a very very close to spring fishing. Uh, when the water starts to warm up, it's very similar uh, in that the when the water starts to fall. Some people say it's better in the fall. I don't know because of the other thing that many of us face in the fall, and that's deer season. Uh, I'm an avid deer hunter. My son has gotten into deer hunting uh, really big. He really looks forward to it. So uh, pretty much for as long as I can remember, come October I kind of go into deer mode for about six weeks uh pretty much our good deer hunting here in the South Carolina area where I hunt is pretty much October through about Thanksgiving Uh, and quite honestly it really comes down to about the last two weeks of October first week of November is like the peak of the rut um if you can call it that in south carolina the peak of the activity most of the movement now you can kill deer any time of the year it's just like catching big fish but that's when most of the good stuff is happening uh usually after that uh the human pressure has taken a toll uh the amount of daylight sightings you see just like any of you guys anywhere in the country stuff starts to go downhill but i spent a long time deer hunting i enjoyed i enjoyed being in our uh hunt camp during that time it is something that i am truly blessed to do something that i've always been i've always wanted to do growing up uh i'll be honest with you folks i'll give you some personal information here um a big thing i was into fishing not as hardcore as i am now as more hardcore hunter uh coming out of high school into college early years and i remember early on trying to figure out what i wanted to do in life and there was so much of it centered around how much deer hunting i would get to do and i i i don't know if that's short-sighted stupid uh whatever but it was a passion for me uh, being in the outdoors has always been a passion and at that time hunting was as big a passion as fishing is now and uh, yeah, hunting still is i'm still very passionate about it uh but fishing is filled up the other months out of the year that you can't hunt. But my point is, is that I remember in college, out of college, first job, early jobs, uh, my, uh, time with the military air national guard, it was a lot of focus on, well, let's get all this stuff in order. So that come deer season, I got all the time in the world to do what I want to. And, uh, work wise, I built a lot of my career around the fact that I wanted to be able to hunt and have, those be like some of the guys that I knew that got to hunt a lot in the fall, and uh, I've learned uh, I've learned one thing or a couple of things is that uh, that's uh, not a bad way to live. Uh, it's 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 good. I'm blessed. It's worked out, and I've also learned that I should have been a fireman because apparently firemen have the best schedules in the world. Because I got a bunch of buddies that I hunt with that are firemen. I should have went ahead and been a fireman and I would have got a lot more time off in the fall to go hunting. Um, was apparently they've got the greatest jockeying of a work schedule that I've ever seen anybody have. So any of you guys out there, that are firemen, uh, y'all got it figured out outside of putting your lives on the line, which we thank you for, uh, you've got a little secret little job there that allows you a lot of time to hunt or to fish or do whatever else you want to do. So uh, that was my two lessons. But the whole point in all of that is when it comes October, I end up hunting a lot. So um, that may change some point. I know uh, I've had a lot of friends, people I grew up with, older people, you know, that were around that grew out of hunting. Uh, Basically, I've seen that with my brother, Uh, my brother who was one of my mentors when it comes to hunting. Uh, Growing up, uh, he really doesn't hunt that much anymore. Uh, I've seen it with some other people too. Maybe I will grow out of it at some point. I don't know. Maybe when my son is uh, older and hunting on his own, moves on in his life, maybe I'll spend more time fishing. Who knows? But uh, for now, uh, I'm telling you, something happens those first few chilly mornings in in October that you're out there and boom, a switch flips with me and I could care less about fishing. It's amazing. It's I sit here right now going, Ah, oh, I'm still in the mood to fish, you know, it's it's still hot. It's warm. Uh I'm in the mood to fish. I just maybe I ain't gonna have that desire this year. And I've been saying that for a decade. Maybe I'm not gonna have that desire this year. I just don't feel it right now and there's something magical there's something about that cleaner air in the fall leaves starting to shift a little bit you know you get those cool mornings when it's man i need a hoodie on or it's a little bit chilly out here uh the days aren't quite as hot not quite as humid and boom it flips the switch i mean i go into hunting mode and so my point being is I'm not sure what all kinds of content we're going to have on here. dear dear deer season will probably still be talking some fishing. Uh, A bunch of people have said this podcast needs to evolve into Dieter Millhorn Outdoors. Uh, uh, I don't know. We'll see. I'm not. uh, I'm just kind of going with the flow on a lot of it, seeing what works, seeing what the desire is for the content, and uh, we'll see what happens. Well, the thing I was going to talk with you about today is uh, I've got a lot of questions about this. I've been meaning to do a video on it on um, Dieter Millhorn Fishing on YouTube, and I hadn't done it yet. It's a little more complex of a video, uh, but I'm going to go over it in podcast first. Sometimes if I say some of this stuff out in the podcast, it helps clear my head and get me to where things need to be for the actual video version of it. But uh, And that is filming videotaping your fishing trips I get a lot of questions about it um uh, obviously it's uh what i do on my youtube channel um uh, i also video production work is what i do for a living and uh that's kind of my background in a lot of this stuff and I, I try to keep the explanations and descriptions a little more uh, i guess generic and non-tech geeky but i may get into that some but um uh, I'm going to go over kind of what I do on my fishing trips to video, uh, the trip. Uh, I'll say this, it's a, most people, and I'm telling you how to do this, not so much that you can have a YouTube channel or put your videos up for people to see, but just so that you've got some, something to look back on, uh, down the road, uh, whether that be with your family, you, your grandkids have something, you know of you to watch, or you just want something to look back at yourself. Uh, I, I've i been doing it for a while. Uh, that's actually the reason I had a YouTube channel to begin with, was basically a place to store a video, a uh, place to show somebody a video. Uh, you could say, hey, go look at it here. It's stored for free, uh, easy online access, and uh, it was just a good place to store videos. Now, a few years ago, two and a half years ago, I got serious about it and actually... Did what I call starting the channel to where I'm actually generating content with a reason and direction. But the it's a great way to chronicle anything that you're doing outdoors. Uh, really, anything you're doing in life. But most people who are going to be listening to this are going to be outdoorsmen of some sort, outdoorsmen of some sort, and uh, that's usually what your adventures are going to be. I started out with, and still use today, a GoPro camera. Um, I had a, one of the original GoPros, the, it was just called the Hero. Uh, There wasn't even a one, two, or three designation to it. Uh, Matter of fact, I just traded that one in. Uh, They had a buyback program. I got a brand new Hero 7. And I had one of those forever. And uh, if you're able to dig up any of my old videos online, Uh, I've got some that were under the name Cat that were, I think, on my old channel, just Dieter Melhorn and I had stuff, and it was shot with one GoPro, uh, very basic, Uh, basically pointing the camera at me through either a sticky mount that I had on the boat or on one of my rails, and that's how I did so. Very fundamental, very basic, Um, not the best-looking content in the world, but it's a very good way for you out there starting out to start capturing your trips of field. And that's with the GoPro camera. Uh, by the way, this is not sponsored by them. I wished it was GoPro. If you're listening, be glad to work out a uh, brand deal with you. I'm doing this truly because I like and utilize their product. And I think it's the best way for somebody to, uh, create content and gather content of field. Now, that said, uh, GoPro camera is going to cost you $400 bucks, uh, to get one of the brand new Hero 7s you can find them use. Uh, you don't have to jump in that big and heavy uh, to begin with. You can start out with your iPhone. Uh, iPhone, amazing camera quality, uh, amazing audio quality if you do some of the right things, which we'll get to in a second. Uh, and pretty much everybody's got some kind of smartphone with the camera the trade-offs to it are that it's somewhat cumbersome to hold mount put in place uh you can be limited by the amount of storage that you have on the device itself and the other thing is you may not want to be putting your phone in some of the situations uh to where around water climbing in tree stands uh, those type of things where you can tear it up. It's just a lot more money to tear up a phone than it is a GoPro. And a phone is a lot more fragile than a GoPro-type camera is. Now, um, you know, one thing to keep in mind is if you've got an old phone, uh, a lot of times, you know, I didn't think about this for a long time, you trade in a phone or you get a new phone, you upgrade, you got your old phone, you can use that thing solely as a camera recording device. And uh, it's a good way uh but you still have your limitations as far as how much storage you have on it. Um, it's usually pretty easy to integrate pretty uh, as far as into whatever you're editing, downloading it onto to upload it. So it's a good basic way to get into it. But the GoPro is something that once somebody kind of says, I want to start doing this, usually they mean I want to do it at a little bigger level than my iPhone, its pretty much everybody figures out they can realize they can tape stuff on their phone. Uh, Usually, when people start asking, they're wanting to go to the next level, and I think that is a GoPro camera. I think they're for the money, a lot of camera, a lot of options, uh, and now with the cameras, pretty dang good audio. And one of the things I said with the iPhone is, if you do some things right, and the same thing with the GoPro. Here's the key, guys. If you if you're, I take this for granted that everybody knows this, and they don't. Uh, the, the key to good audio on any on your iPhone on your uh, GoPro or what I'm doing right now taping this podcast is proximity to the microphone you've got to have if you're using a built-in microphone whether it be on your iPhone or a GoPro camera you got to be close to it and the closer you are to it the better the better that audio is going to be and Uh, What I mean by that is you can't have the camera on the other side of the boat and you're all the way at the bow and it's all the way at the stern and expect to hear anything. It's not going to work. All of my audio on my videos comes from a GoPro camera. I do not use a wireless mic, contrary to what people think. It comes from a GoPro camera and almost stumbled into this accidentally. Uh, I started using a chesty camera. Basically, when the camera is on your chest, that's the thing that you see on me in any of my fishing videos. It looks like this little harness thing there. It's a camera in the middle of my chest. It was extremely difficult for me to get used to. Uh, I still don't like the way it looks visually. But it gives you the same audio quality or dang near close that you would get from having a lavalier mic uh, pinned on you like we do in video production. That camera is just inches from your mouth. And it will give you very good audio quality. So my point being is if you're using your phone, if you're using a GoPro camera, a DSLR, you got to have that camera less than an arm's length away from you. That is, that is the single biggest key if you're not going to use a detached uh, wireless lapel mic or a shotgun mic. Uh, proximity is the name of the game. I know this video is not intended for people who are trying to create YouTube channels and all that kind of stuff, but I will tell you this and a little tip for your own home videos. uh, Better audio equals better video. And what I mean by that is, if you're going to show this video to somebody, want your family to see it, or even you look back at it at some point, having good audio, having some kind of dialogue, having some kind of story, having somebody talking is a lot more, it makes a picture of a beautiful sunset, a lot more interesting just staring at a picture. So, my point being is people, images kind of capture one part of the mind. The audio dialogue captures another part of the mind. And it's, if you have both of those captured and the attention of both, it makes keeping people's total attention a lot easier to do. It's why you see music tracks put into beautiful scenic shots. Uh, If they just show a beautiful shot of a a beautiful sunrise, a beautiful ocean with absolutely dead silence, your mind will start to wonder because it is not completely occupied by the audio and the visual element of it. So point being, uh, don't be afraid to talk in some of these things. Uh, I know that's very, very intimidating for most people, but even if it's off camera, some kind of dialogue, some kind of just something of what's going on will greatly help. And being able to hear that will greatly improve the kind of videos that you're doing. Uh, now, the DSLRs that are out there, there's a lot of them now doing video, and they do an excellent job. I have one. I have a Canon 80D is in Delta, and it's a great camera. It's got a flip-around viewfinder on it. Uh, these are a great option. They're a little more expensive. Uh, The cool thing about these is is that not only are you getting video, uh, or do you have the video option, but you also do still photography with them. So they're a great option there. A lot of them have a flip-around viewfinder, so you can hold this camera and be able to look and see where you're at in the frame. Um, With the GoPros, you can't do that. You can use your iPhone and communicate with it wirelessly to... See where you're at in the frame, but uh, with a GoPro, you kind of have to figure out where that sweet spot is. I kind of know from dealing with these cameras enough, kind of the angle and where it needs to be, so that I'm halfway, you know, framed up correctly in the frame. But with the DSLR, it makes it a lot easier because you can see yourself uh, in the picture. The other cool thing is with the DSLRs is that you can have interchangeable lenses and that means you can switch out the lenses on the camera you can have a wide angle lens for walking around talking to the camera that kind of stuff you can have a telephoto lens which will enable you to shoot shots of distant wildlife that kind of thing so um you know that's the trade-off uh going from a gopro gopro is going to be you know good audio very versatile stabilization all those kind of things The limitation is going to come in with your lenses and being able to see yourself and and have a decent viewfinder to look at. Um, You know, the big limiting factor with the the GoPro is just the lenses. It's great if you're doing fishing stuff, uh, stuff that's, you know, action sports where it's just you. Uh, When it comes to dealing with wildlife, hunting, if you're trying to tape a hunt. Uh, trying to video wildlife uh, a goPro is a horrible choice that's where you need to get into something like a DSLR that you can use a longer lens and be able to really uh, put on you know uh, something in a 200 millimeter or longer range and be able to reach out there and get those shots that you need so but again trade-off money uh, you're looking at minimum uh, around 800 bucks entry point and you can go on up to three four. $5,000 on a, uh, high end DSLR. You don't need that high end stuff, but, um, people always say what's the best to get. And I, I'll tell you this, that pretty much when you're dealing with the two big boys, Nikon and Canon, uh, you're going to get your money's worth pretty much on everything you spend. Uh, I, I really can't think of anything that's not going to give you a good value for your money. They're so competitive on the products that they create that uh, if if you've got a thousand dollars to spend, go blow a thousand dollars. You'll get a thousand dollars worth of value in whatever kind of camera that you get, DSLR uh, or or whatever you choose. There, it's 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 that competitive. There's nothing that you're going to get ripped off on. It really comes down to how much you want to spend, and I pass that information along to a lot of people. Uh, You know, spend as much as you can, uh, as much as you're willing to spend. You'll get, you know, you'll get that value back. Uh, You know, the thing is, obviously, knowing how to use the different tools, and that's all they are, is tools, uh, really helps. I'm lucky I do this for a living. I can make a cheap camera, relatively cheap camera, like a GoPro look pretty dang good and I can get the maximum out of it. Uh, same thing with an iPhone. I mean, there's some stuff you'll never know in my videos that I actually shoot with an iPhone out of convenience. Uh, just quick boom. It's there. It's done. I can, um, send it directly wirelessly to my Mac editing, uh, computer and it's ready to go. So, uh, knowing the tools, uh, really really helps not everybody has time to do that i understand that not everybody cares on everybody's a techie but if you are you will be greatly ahead in the ball game as far as um, just being able to crank out better quality stuff so um, so in s- summary just to back up for a second we'll take him in order cheapest the most expensive a iPhone, smartphone, whatever, video camera. That's your cheapest, most affordable, readily accessible way to go. And oh, by the way, shoot everything horizontal, guys. Don't go vertical. That vertical thing is, kind, I know that's kind of, uh, it's probably works a little bit better in Instagram and some other things. But if you're trying to do something with this long range down the road, uh, editing, mixing it in with something else at some point, shoot horizontal, flip that camera sideways. Um, If you're just trying to post something real quickly to social media, yeah, you can go with the vertical format. But if you want anything for any kind of archival use down the road or to integrate with other video, it's hard to take that vertical phone video and make it look halfway decent. Uh, But again, phone's going to be your cheapest entry point. you got a camera. Most people know that. GoPro is my bet uh, for the second. It's going to go, you know... You're going to have, you're, it's going to cost you 400 bucks to get into one, plain and simple. You add in some other gadgets and stuff, you'll have some more. I do not suggest going with the cheapo GoPro cameras from Walmart and some of the other people that sell them online for $89 or whatever. Uh, they'll work for a while. You don't have the options. You don't have the quality. You don't have the optics. Uh, uh, they're, you, you're better off using your iPhone than you are one of those cheaper versions. So that's my take on that. And then last is going with a DSLR. Uh, I think that's your better option than going with a higher-end video camera. Video um, cameras again are pretty much just video, and I don't know that many of them are very. Mm, they they're not. I. I I would not be a person to pick one of them. I think your options are better with your DSLRs than you are with a video camera. Uh, Unless, again, part of that is you have the still image option. There's a lot of stuff with time lapse and slow-mo that you're going to get on a DSLR that you're not going to get on those. So that's the reason why I say do that over a video camera I think to get into a video camera that will give you the quality and the options that you need you're going to get into several thousand dollars and I don't think most people are going to want to spend that kind of money just to uh, do this as a hobby or as you know entertainment for their family so hopefully that's some good information on all this Uh, this is uh, you know kind of a topic that is uh, within my wheelhouse and something that I'm used to talking about and kind of you know it's kind of my world, so hopefully I broke it down to a level that makes some sense to somebody that's new to it um, and kind of kept it in more common terms. Uh, as always, if you guys have any questions, go to my website. You can email me there at com. and yeah, if you got a question, send it out to me. Um, that's usually a better option than trying to message me on Facebook. I um, the, the messaging on Facebook because there's like three or four different types of messages you get between my personal page, my fish Dieter Millhorn fishing page on Facebook and messenger. Some of that stuff gets buried and I may not see them for several days. So just go to my website, dietermillhornfishing.com millhorn com, and you can send me a message question about any of this stuff on there. Some of this stuff I've got in my gear section. I think I've got some of the GoPro stuff and DSLR stuff in there. I'll try to add some more in some stuff that I think of and, Uh, probably going to do a little review on maybe this uh, GoPro Hero 7, which I am totally impressed with. Uh, Again, I wish I was sponsored by GoPro because uh, it would be a a, a good ambassador. I'm a good ambassador for the product, but so are uh, a whole lot of other people. Much bigger than me, but a good product. It works well, a little more expensive than some of the cheaper versions, but you do get your money's worth in that product, so... Anyway, that's it for now, and uh, we'll catch you on the water.